Hey Soap fans, welcome to another edition of Soap Central Live. Here we are in a new year. Happy New Year, happy 2012. It's also the first episode of our third season here on Soap Central Live, but we're not quite ready to give up on the past, so we're going to take one last look at 2011. But this won't be like the shows of the past two weeks, where we took a look at the best and the worst of the world of soaps. This week, it's all about Soap Central Live. We're taking a look at the highlights, the memorable guests, the outrageous moments that have taken place here on Soap Central Live over the past 12 months. And let me tell you, there are many of those that fall into all sorts of the categories. Some fall into maybe more than one of those categories. Just before we get on, though, if you did miss our best and worst shows of 2011, you can check those out in the archives along with every other episode of Soap Central Live that's ever aired since back in 2010. Head over to SoapCentral.com radio. You can stream the shows and listen to them live. You can download them to your computer and listen to them at your convenience. Or you can also download them from iTunes for free. Take them on your iPod and listen to them as you work out in the gym, drive to work, wherever you need to be. When it comes to the new year, people tend to have traditions, things that they need to do in order to make the new year the best that it can be. I don't necessarily know that we have any traditions here on Soap Central Live, but perhaps, just perhaps, I should have known how this year of the show was going to go when on the very first show of 2011, daytime legend Eileen Fulton dropped by the show, and she and I were talking about some of her other roles, other than the role she's known for, Lisa Grimaldi on As the World Turns, and we had the most unusual discussion about one of her more recent roles. Let's take a listen to how the year started on So Central Live. I hope I'm all right with my language. You don't believe for me, do you? Uh, I don't think so. We've never had, oh, well, to ask, we've never had anybody got, ask that. After my first day on the soap, which was live, they got a telegram that said, if that bitch Lisa marries sweet Bob, we will never watch again. And that was the beginning of my character. Indeed it was. Uh, wow. I'm surprised that that was language that was used. You wouldn't think, we think now on the internet everybody uses whatever words they want. That seems awfully strong for the time. It was very strong. Uh, yes. And we had to, we couldn't say gosh and golly. Uh, when I first came on the show, we had to be very careful. I couldn't even say the word pregnant, though I was married. Uh, Lisa was married to Bob, and I had all these pillows stuffed in the front of me, and I was talking to his mother, Nancy, uh, in the kitchen, and my line was, now that I'm carrying Bob's child, I can't do whatever it was. And I thought, I wouldn't say that to my mother-in-law over a cup of coffee. I'd say, now that I'm pregnant, blah, blah, blah. And they said, you say pregnant, and you'll put us off the air. Would it be safe to assume that it seems that you're always sort of up to something? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, when, I, when I began to realize that Lisa wasn't that important to the, the writers and CBS... Uh, I started to write uh, my own books and putting together my club work, and I did a lot of movies, uh, independent films. 
And I like all different kind of characters. I just a few years ago did a movie down in uh, Costa Rica where I played a lesbian. She was a real stomper. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's sort of a, I guess that takes you the whole gamut from uh, Lisa to stomper. <laughs> Lisa to lesbo, that's me. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I'm not quite sure how this is going to work as a segue, but we'll go for it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> give it a try. We, I'll give it a try. It is important to remember, of course, that not only do I host a show and not only do I operate SoapCentral.com, but I am still a fan of all of the soaps and all of the actors that are on the show. So there was an interesting little moment back on our Valentine's show, which aired on February 11th, 2011, that featured Joseph Moscolo and Lauren Coslow. They were on to talk about their on-screen character's relationship on Days of Our Lives. And I got so involved in listening to Joe Moscolo talk, and who wouldn't, he has that mesmerizing voice, that he actually thought I drifted off somewhere. <laughs> Let's take a listen to this. I want to ask a couple of things that are not necessarily soap-related, because on the soaps, so many of the marriages seem to be starting off as business relationships or blackmail. Uh, or, or impregnated. <laughs> they get every, you know, I, I, I yelled on a set the other day. I mean, these people do never not, they never know how to make love without impregnating each other. It's like uh, unbelievable in this day and age. <laughs> so half of the time they're getting married because someone's pregnant. They've been together for eight minutes and that's it. <laughs> well, they've got to keep the next generation of, of the marriage coming along. <laughs> well, I ask all of that to find out, do you believe that love at first sight really exists? I think lust at first sight definitely lust, exists. Yes, and, definitely. Then, and then maybe you have to rationalize yeah. it. You know, <laughs> so like I'm really lusting. Well, this you must know. be love. Yeah. Love, though, is such a complicated thing, you know? I think it's, that's what I, that's what I kind of like about this. I think it's the idea that you can grow to love someone, that you can learn about them and, and fall in love with them. You know, because, I mean, really, a de uh, uh, I mean, when you, the word itself, love, I mean, you, at, at first sight, to me, seems almost unreal, because you... you superficial, you, really. Yes, because you're loving, I mean, I can see someone like Lauren, and she's a beautiful woman, and, you know, you love that beauty, but... Who knows what's behind that? Unless you get good point. <laughs> uh oh, wow! You know, unless, Ouch. unless no. uh, I mean, unless That's you really good point. spend a little time with that, and right. then you realize, like, you love Mozart, and she likes uh, 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 David uh, Bowie. David Come Bowie. On. You know what I mean? You get in trouble then. Oh, that sounds like a really good combination, though. <laughs> Maybe we'll explore that on a, on a future show. Another show. But look how many people you would miss, too, because if it is very superficial like that, I mean, someone who you might just walk by might be a terrific person, might be yeah. the person for you, but you never gave them a chance because you didn't have that spark, that immediate yeah. spark. Chemistry, that was a different thing. Sure. Hmm. I don't know if it's love. We didn't lose you, did we? No. I mean, are you getting a little of this love fall, you know, around you, a little mist-like? I'm just, I'm <laughs> loving the discussion. Of course, in the world of daytime, not all super couples are romantically involved. Back on December 2nd, Jeannie Francis reunited with her on-screen mother from General Hospital, Denise Alexander, 
And it was the first time the two have really shared an interview in quite some time. So it was a monumental occasion in and of itself. But it became very interesting when Denise and Jeannie shared their experiences, their memories of their very first meeting on the General Hospital set some 30 years ago. And it's interesting to see how their accounts differ slightly. <laughs> Take a listen to The Scrunch. Do either of you, do you remember the first time that you had an opportunity to work together? <laughs> well, I absolutely do remember. I was very nervous. It was my, you know, really, you know, I, I was not uh, trained or prepared or anything. I knew that Denise Alexander was the star of the show, and I definitely um, wanted her to like me. And uh, so I'll let Denise finish the story. <laughs> well, Jeannie and I, um, we tell it differently, I have to tell you. But it's basically the same story. So I'll tell my version, and then I want Jeannie to tell hers because it's, I think it's very funny. But there had been another girl playing the part of Laura. She was much younger. And um, while I think of myself as a tall, slim, and elegant person, I, that's n not so much. And at that time, I didn't have blonde hair, and I think I thought of myself as a blonde also. Um, and a lot, I think I'd seen a lot of people around, and I was really worried about height, obviously, because the first thing I said to her, we met in the hallway backstage, and somebody introduced us and said, this is Jeannie Francis, who will be playing your daughter. And I hope I said hello. I dearly hope I said welcome. <laughs> what I remember saying was, oh, good, you're shorter than I am. Now, Jeannie has to tell her version of the story because it's got a richer flavor. Oh, dear. All right. Well, it's pretty much the same thing. I was introduced, and she said to me, oh, good, you're shorter than me. And I knew it was a joke, and I, and I kind of laughed. But the fact is, I knew I wasn't because... <laughs> That's the thing. She was scrunching, and she, to this day, I have to tell her to scrunch because now she'll put on her highest heels and tower over me like... A head and a half, and I have to say to her, have we discussed this in the past? <laughs> These yeah. are the things that we love to hear. <laughs> um, the casting director had a note that the actress who played this part had to be under 5'3", and at the time, I was, I believe, 5'3 and a half, or 5'3 and 3 quarters, and I thought that was close enough that I could shrug a little, or, you know, lean a bit, and nobody would question it um and i wanted to get the job so essentially you know i came in with uh oh i don't want to <laughs> i didn't want to notice i was a little over the height limit <laughs> and she was scrunching because she definitely looked shorter than me and i didn't <laughs> learn that until about three four weeks ago wow <laughs> that's wow that's wow just three or four weeks ago <laughs> yes we were we were doing a sort of premiere of the season of, of Pretty at, uh, Jeannie, where were we, Disney? Warner Brothers. Warner, that's where we were. And um, and she had on these 17-inch heels, and she's gotten a lot <laughs> taller once she thought she could get away with it. And so we were standing next to each other having pictures taken, and I think I came up to her clavicle or something. It was just, <sighs> I had to speak sharply to her. So she said, she looked at me and she said, what have I taught you? What have I taught you? What have I taught you? I said, I said nothing. And I quickly 
uh, did a plie. She did. And I came Grace down Grace. to her height. <laughs> <laughs> so the pictures that you see of that evening with the two of us kind of cheek by cheek are just a terrible lie. <laughs> Everyone has their favorite part of Soap Central Live. For some, it's the call-in shows. For others, it's hearing from their favorite stars. For me, it's finding out things about our favorite soap stars that we didn't necessarily know before. A good example is when Michael Muni dropped by the show on December 16th. He talked about how he landed the role of Adam Newman on The Young and the Restless, and it involved a story that he's never talked about before. Let's take a listen to a Soap Central Live exclusive from Michael Muni. I don't have any regrets um, because I, I, I think that really what I do for a living and have done for a living for... Um, 14 years now, 14 years in a row, I've been fortunate enough straight out of college to just be on one show and another and another and another, um, is basically breaks it down to, uh, you know, well, we're all kids. We like to play cops and robbers, cowboys and Indians, <laughs> princes and princesses, play doctor, do all that stuff. But at some point we all grow out of it and we're all, you know, looked upon as silly for continuing to play pretend. And, and here I never had to really grow out of it. I, I get paid to play pretend um, every week. And I get in someone else's shoes and someone else's clothes, and I get to be a different person in a different life with different problems and highs and lows. And it's, uh, it, you know, I'm just basically a, a child that's six foot two. Well, some folks haven't gotten out of Plain Doctor, but that might be an entirely different <laughs> yeah. show. Uh, so yeah, that's, uh, that's, we'll leave that for another, another day. <laughs> that might be the show coming up after this one. Uh, <laughs> so we, we talk about, okay, there was the lawyer, then to finding the passion for acting. I'm sure a lot of folks are wondering, how then did your path take you to our wonderful world of daytime television? Uh uh, because I was actually let go from a very, 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 I don't know if I've even talked about this before. Um, the reason, um, I think the main reason that I'm on uh, The Young and Restless is because I was fired from uh, NCIS. Um, it was an accidental firing. It was a, regret, a regrettable firing. But what happened was um, I tested for, um, for NCIS, the pilot, when it was just a pilot. It was a spinoff episode of JAG and uh, I was set to be the lead, um, uh, played by uh, oh god, what's his name? Michael. Uh, Michael. Um, he's the, the second lead to uh, Mark Harmon's character. God, I cannot think of his name. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, anyway, it was between he and I, and they wanted to go a little older, so they gave him the role, and and they just um, they handed me this other lead role um, in the pilot, and uh, we filmed the pilot and. I was a JAG lawyer, and they were all sort of FBI kind of agents, um, all wearing uh, regular civilian clothes. And I was the only uniformed uh, character. And we, we filmed the two-episode spinoff and with all the JAG characters and all the NCIS characters, and my character was going to be tightly wound up with uh, the Pauly Perez character, um, blah, 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 so on and so forth. Uh, the network raved about it, uh, about the show. They loved it. And then when we were picked up to go a season, I got a phone call from Bellis Mr. Belisario, who is basically the Mr. The, the Bill Bell of, of um, JAG and NCIS and Magnum PI. He, uh, he said, my heart's breaking to, to give you this phone call, but, but the decision has been made to pick the show up, but they don't want it to look anything like JAG at all. And you're the only person who has a character that looks like Jag. 
Wow. And, and uh, so we're going to have to let you go from the show, and that show still is on the air to this day. Apparently, some of the people who were in that room when I tested for that show fell in love with me enough and were as excited enough about me becoming a part of the network and whatever that they never forgot that screen test. And I was told that my name was bounced around and thrown out there um, to be offered the part of Adam Newman um, by those same people who were in that room that I, you know, was on a job that I got fired from. So um, if it weren't for me doing the NCIS pilot, I would not have even been on the radar, I think, to have been offered uh, the role of Adam Newman. On November 18th, Days of Our Lives star Renee Jones visited Soap Central Live, and she and I got to talking about some of the holiday traditions that she and I both shared. And she revealed quite adamantly that she is not the one in the family to do any of the holiday cooking. (laughs) Take a listen to her rather frank admission. Well, what about for you, Renee? What are uh, what are some of the holiday traditions that you look forward to? Um, I, you know, I look forward to the meal because I never eat macaroni and cheese during the year the way that my mom makes it, which is mm-hmm. the three different kinds of cheese, you know, and you nobody cooks like your mom, you know. So, and I'm looking forward to that and to spending time with her. I haven't gotten to spend much time with her. As a matter of fact, this year is the only. Christmas, it's the only time I would have seen her this year. Now, one more thing before uh, I let you go, because I know we are just about out of time. This may tread into the personal, but do you consider yourself to be a good cook? No. (laughs) You didn't even think. (laughs) That came out really quick. (laughs) No, I'm not a good cook at all. Mm -mm, I don't like cooking. So you don't Mm -mm. even pretend to, to maybe cook something? No, no. <laughs> uh, okay, that's hey. You know what? That's that's fine. When you're you're talking about mac and cheese, and and like you said, and nobody <laughs> cooks quite like your mom. That's why. Uh, yeah. I enjoy yeah, having. Yeah, I'm fine and I have no problem getting in the kitchen and washing dishes after you know. But um, I don't I don't cook, and so generally with dinner parties and stuff, I go to friends' houses. I did have someone at my house. Um, I had some friends over for a dinner party recently for my birthday, but I had somebody come in and cook the food. And then even then, I forgot I forgot the dessert. <laughs> so um, no, I'm not. That's not my forte. <laughs> oh gosh! And thank God, my boyfriend said, "I'm not with you for your cooking." I'm like, "All right, <laughs> this is going to last a long time." Then, yeah. <laughs> oh gosh, it sounds. You know what? I think that's that's a great way to leave it. To let everybody remind everybody know that. Uh, you know, there, there's always something for the person who you're with to to be thankful for and to look for. It may not be cooking, it may not be uh, you know something else, but you know to to keep in mind and keep in sight that uh, there's something special about everybody. Yes, exactly. And don't make yourself do something that you don't. Well, I can't say that because some people, you know, I, I do believe that if I had a family and I had to cook for my children, of course I would cook. But because I don't, you know, then. Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> oh, well, you had me at that you do the dishes. That makes you the perfect guest at the holidays. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so, so much. So what time should I come over? <laughs> hey, you know what? It's it's Thanksgiving Day. I start cooking as soon as I wake up, and yeah, whoever shows up, there's food. Uh, I like to cook. Wow. I like to cook. There. I don't have a very large family, uh, so whatever is on the table, 
you know, and it's it's the island of misfit toys, Renee. Whoever doesn't have a place to go, they're more than welcome yeah. to come over and oh, and, that's uh, wonderful. I sit, I watch people who cook, and I I see the joy that it brings you. I admire that so much because it truly brings you joy. And I can tell people who love to cook, they they put that love into cooking, and it tastes so good. But you know, when people who don't love to cook prepare stuff for you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and there's joy. There's joy in eating as well. Yes. Ooh, yes. now I'm hungry, so we need <laughs> <Me> to, <too. laughs> we need to, uh, unfortunately, we need to end this, and we'll have to go and, and seek out some food or something, Renee. <laughs> I know, I want some mac and cheese right now. <laughs> on May 20th, comedian Lunell dropped by Soap Central Live, and though she's never been on a soap herself, she is a very big soap fan. So it was fascinating to hear this very, very funny woman talk about something from her personal life that was seemingly ripped right out of the pages of a soap opera script. The husband she hasn't seen in more than a decade. In saying all of that, too, I've watched your your stand-up. I know that you're a bit of a, an expert on love and relationships, at least I think so. So I need, oh. to, I need to ask you, how are these soap relationships different from our real-life relationships? Well, actually, they're not, and which is why people watch soaps, because I think that they can always see somebody they know in them. Um, life is a soap opera, and, um, you know, like, for instance, I have a husband that I haven't seen in 10 years, and we have not divorced. I have uh, a baby daddy who um, used to do comedy before I did, and now he doesn't do comedy anymore, and I'm soaring up there, and uh, we were uh, never in love. We were just uh, having torrid sex, and we made a kid, and we remained friends with this great kid. I have a Mexican boyfriend, and I have a uh, lover, and uh, my boyfriend is 16 years younger than me, and my lover is 9 years younger than me. And um, you better get it. I'm just saying, honey. <laughs> I, <laughs> I got a little soap opera jumping off too, you know. And um, I think that all of us can, you know, see see someone that we know within these within these soaps, you know, really. Well, what about the other aspect of it? The the non romantic aspect. Some of these other things that critics of soap say you know nobody has an evil twin nobody goes through all the craziness that the, these people are going through that's not true i think we all have some... everybody has an evil twin uh everybody goes through all that kind of drama whether they tell you about it or not um you know nobody's life is as it appears to be like would i want to trade places with paris hilton no, I would not. Even though she's rich and glamorous, you know, you got people stalking her. You got people breaking in her house. She has friends that she cannot trust. She has relationship issues. You know, uh, no, I would not want to trade with her. Would I want to trade with uh, uh, Kate Middleton? She just married a prince. Well, no, I don't want to live in the palace. I don't want the queen as my mother-in-law. And also, uh, your husband, as uh, Fergie was saying, uh, has a military duty where he may not even be around a lot of the time. And, uh, you know, you really just wouldn't want to trade with anybody else because everybody's got their own crazy soap opera going on. Which, let me just also say, first, very first soap opera that I ever got hooked on to ever in my young life was Dark Shadows. Ah, uh, okay. 
okay? Because um, Barnabas Collins was my boyfriend. There used to be a magazine called 16 Magazine, and there would be like, would you let Barnabas bite your neck? Because he was a vampire. <laughs> and I used to have Barnabas pictures up on my wall. I thought the name Barnabas was very pimpy and ballerific. <laughs> and I loved Angelique and Barnabas, and that was my first soap opera was, was Dark Shadows. But not all of the surprises on Soap Central Live are nearly that dramatic. Many of them, in fact, are quite silly. If you've been listening to Soap Central Live for any length of time, you'll know that I personally am not a very big fan of surprises. But it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm above pulling some surprises on our guests here on Soap Central Live, or, in some cases, even on you guys, the listeners. Take, for example, back for our April Fool's show, when One Life to Live's Hillary B. Smith dropped by, she and I thought that we'd have a little bit of fun and try something different with the introduction of the show. <laughs> Take a listen. Hello, everybody. This is Dan Kroll, and I'm sorry to say that Hillary B. Smith will not be with us tonight. She's um, currently tied up in an, another job or something. I don't know. She was very irreverent when she was talking about it. But I'm Dan. I'm Dan, and I will tell you everything that Hillary really thinks because she talked to me before she blew us off. Uh, oh, yes, and today is April 1st. <laughs> April Fool's. Dan? How dare you, you try to take over my hosting gig? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hillary blew you off. <laughs> well, being that that was the April Fool's show, we couldn't get by without maybe one more practical joke during the hour. Take a listen to what happened when Hillary took a phone call from someone claiming to be a fan. It turns out that the fan was, well, actually a fan, but it was also Hillary's former co-star, Catherine Hickland. Take a listen. Uh, before we get into talking a little bit more about this game, we actually have some callers. So I figured let's get some callers through who want to talk to you and uh, see what they have to say. Maybe they have better questions than I do. So let's go to... Uh, Atlanta. We have Barbara from Atlanta. Barbara, you're on Soap Central Live. I can't believe it. You're my favorite soap opera star. Oh, well, thank you, Barbara. Thank oh you very my much. God, I can't believe I'm talking to you. How are you doing down in Atlanta? You guys have just had a hellish winter. Oh, I know. It's been terrible. I, I have a question, though. I was just wondering, if, do you miss your storylines with Lindsay? Oh, of course I do. She was the she was the girl I love to hate. Are you I, some I, kind of I moron? Like, it is Lindsay. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Push, push. <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to recognize my voice. Oh, you did a good job. Well, I, I am an actress after all. all. <laughs> you you know what? You should think about doing acting for a profession. <laughs> <laughs> You would be um, really good. So at no, last we meet. Here, let, where are let me, you? Let me start this over. Nora. Lindsay. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> I still laugh when I listen to that show. Did you hear Hillary scream when she found out who the caller was? Well, that's one of the reasons that I really like doing these surprise call-ins. Every year on SoapCentral.com, soap fans have the opportunity to vote in the SoapCentral.com awards, affectionately known as the Dankies. It's a way to let soap fans pick the best of the best from the year in soaps. 
Here on Substantial Live, we've given those winners the opportunity to come on the air and give their acceptance speeches to you, the soap fans. Back on March 4th, Carolyn Hennessy of General Hospital dropped by, and she was quite surprised to find out that she won a Danky. Let's take a listen to how she plans to update her resume. Carolyn? Yes. Dan? Hello? I believe, I believe, Mitch, that you need to refer to me now as Danky Winner. Yes, Carolyn, Carolyn Hennessy. Yes. yes. Four-time Danky's winner, I may add. Ooh. Am I I'm a four-time Danky winner? You are. I didn't even know that either. You know, i, I, I got to tell you something. Where, where was I? <laughs> Literally, where was I? Who? How, how do I not know this? Because I've got to tell you something, Dan. I've already put it on my resume. Well, you know, I'm I'm hoping that this is the next step. You know, accomplished uh, author and <laughs> actress, and little Danky's winner there doesn't hurt. I don't think. Are you kidding me? I literally put it on my resume. I put it directly <laughs> underneath Emmy nominee. I have already put it on it. Now I'm not going to I'm not going to give this resume out until the uh, they are actually announced. But it's there. <laughs> you know, if you're if you're being technical, Danky's does come alphabetically before Emmy, but I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm okay. just kidding. All right. I'm just saying. All right, while we're, while we're talking, I'm going to go and do a few revisions <laughs> on the old <laughs> It isn't easy putting together a show every week and try as I may to run a ship-shaped show. It's not always possible. Sometimes there are some things that are just beyond my control, particularly so when callers are a part of the show. You never know quite what they're going to say. So that was the case when Denise Alexander and Jeannie Francis were guests on the show on December 2nd, and a caller inadvertently spilled the beans that Brian Franz had resigned as ABC Daytime President. It was the first, as we find out, that Jeannie Francis had heard of the news. And here's her live on-air reaction. And I'd like to hear your reaction, Jeannie, on the fire and all the fire, not the firing. The resignation of Brian Franz. He resigned? Yes, yes ma'am. We're going to silence. We want to make sure that we go to the next call. So thank you, Andrew, for calling in. Thank you so We'll much get Jeannie to answer that as we move to the next holiday. caller. He did. Uh, Jeannie's joined us a little bit later. He has stepped down uh, effective the end of January. He'll be uh, replaced. He, they don't have a new position for him, but uh, ABC Daytime is no more. It's being morphed into uh, another division that will focus mostly on the creation of uh, non-scripted programming. Oh, my God. I had no idea. When was this announced? This uh, about maybe five hours ago. Oh, oh my God! This is a I'm learning of it. I I absolutely had no idea. Wow, uh, wow. I well, uh, I don't know that I don't know that he's actually stepped down, or perhaps he has just moved on to another part of his career. Because Brian's career, as, as I understood it, was starting to branch out into other areas. So um, it, it could be that this is just the closure of what was ABC's old daytime. It is certainly, regardless of how people feel about that particular decision, I think it's been a very emotional 2011 with cancellations of soaps and other 
rumors hanging overhead, and it's difficult for folks who really love this this format, this genre, to see that it isn't sort of what it was when we were talking about 30 million people watching a wedding. I know, I know. It's such a sad thing. It really is that something that uh, was so powerful at one time could have fallen so drastically. Um, I personally believe that as long as you have a time slot, you have the same opportunity to make the same thing happen again. I absolutely believe that. Um, so for me, it's sad. I, I hate to see anybody throw in the towel. 2011 was a year of internet campaigns organized by soap fans to try to help save their favorite soaps. But on Soap Central Live, it was also a place for soap stars to help push their own personal agendas. Back on September 16th, Kelly Monaco and Steve Burton of General Hospital dropped by Soap Central Live to preview their characters' on-screen wedding. Well, it was also an opportunity for Kelly to try to get Steve to take his clothes off. <laughs> Let's take a listen to that. One of the things that I think everybody who watches the soaps knows is that uh, the soaps are known for their big, splashy weddings. So were you guys surprised when you got the script and find out that uh, Jason and Sam would be getting married in a Chinese restaurant? Yeah, yeah. actually, we were, uh, <laughs> we're delighted. We were very pleasantly surprised, <laughs> yes. Dan, because we didn't want to have one of those big weddings that you've just talked about. Uh, and we didn't really know what was going to happen until we got the script, and I think that was probably the day before. Yeah. Uh, so we were really happy that we got married that way for uh, their characters to kind of finally take the next step with, with marriage and their next chapter in their life to do it that way was just uh, was a good move by Garen Wolf. It was, uh, it was great for our characters. And, you know, you kind of get the best of both worlds. You get the traditional and non-traditional after the Chinese restaurant wedding, we do go back to the actual ceremony and, and see friends and family, but we unfortunately have to tell them that we are married and they're very upset with us. <laughs> I guess considering the way that the soap weddings usually go when they're big and fantastic, it's probably not a bad idea to keep it sort of low-key. Well, it's, being specific um, for these characters, I think it's a good idea to keep it low-key. It's just not in... I, I, I didn't think from the very beginning that they would do that it. That they would do it. No. Um, they were teasing us, I they think, teased, Yes, they sure did. Yeah. I mean, I even went with the really expensive dress. Yeah. So did <laughs> that I. I wore for... Ten minutes. My dress was all leather. It was really weird. So will we get to see this leather dress, or was that left on the cutting room floor? <laughs> no, that was left. <laughs> I don't know. We have the honeymoon today we're shooting, so we'll find out if the leather dress comes out. I am vying to get Steve half naked. I don't know about that, Dan. <laughs> yes, Dan. We need, to we, we need to see his pecs. We want some skin. I think that's what's missing in daytime. And I think if we <laughs> want to save the whole world of <laughs> daytime soap operas, then he needs to start taking his clothes off a little bit more. Dan, that's a damn lie. <laughs> no, it isn't. <laughs> it's bring it back to the sexy time. Wow. We'll see, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Just as a quick aside to this, I know that, Kelly, you are quite comfortable now, I guess, with being in front of the camera for work, was it different to be in front of the camera outside of work for Dirty Soap? Oh, gosh, yes. It's extremely different. Um, yeah. Uh, listen, I think um, I'm, 
Any anything I can do right now to raise awareness to daytime television and bring um, more viewers or maybe a different generation of viewers um, into watching soap operas is like the goal for my participation in Dirty Soap. And yeah, you are going to get a get to see a side of um, daytime that you've never seen before behind the scenes and sort of how that whole machine works. And you're also going to get to know me on a much more personal level. Uh, so to answer your question, yeah, to wake up with cameras in your house is quite different than um, sitting in a hair and makeup chair, having proper lights, and and uh, and waiting for them to yell, cut. It's interesting that you're saying that you know that's your part to uh, get soap fans and a new generation and you're trying to get steve to take his clothes off does that seem to be a, a fair balance there absolutely yeah that's, i that's, think so that's that's pretty much your whole day my whole so, day the whole I've been, booked after that yep um if i can get listen the our fans are so loyal and so amazing they if i tweeted right this second like i need to band and get Steve's shirt off for today, we would probably have a couple hundred thousand people responding immediately to, in a chant to get his <laughs> Stop. top off. Stop. I mean, what girl has to beg a guy to take his freaking shirt off for crying out loud? <laughs> you. Why? That's what I'm saying. Like, why do I have to beg for it all the time? Well, back with Sonny, he'll take his off. Oh, man. <laughs> he will, too. Oh, my goodness. It isn't just frivolous causes that we support here on Soap Central Live, although I'm sure there are some of you out there who would argue that seeing some of these soap actors without their clothes on may not be such a frivolous thing. But one of the things I thought I could do here on Soap Central Live is to help stars bring awareness to causes and charities that they support. I coupled that together with something else that's a passion of mine, game shows, and came up with something called the $250 Soap Pyramid. Basically, it's just a slightly ripped-off version of the old Dick Clark game show, The $25,000 Pyramid, just, as I say, with a smaller prize. Back on February 18th, General Hospital's Brianna Brown was the first star to take the plunge and play the $250 soap pyramid. It sounds like an easy concept. Get a clue, guess the answer, win some money. Well, it didn't quite work out that well. Let's take a listen to how it went. I'm nervous. Oh, don't be nervous. If you want to be nervous, I have something that you can be nervous about. We have an opportunity for you, if you'd like, to try to maybe earn a little money for NAMI here with our $250 soap pyramid. <laughs> if you're game. Oh, my goodness. It's, and who doesn't know the, the old game show, the $100,000 pyramid with Dick Clark? This is sort of like that, just with a smaller budget. Love it. I'm totally nervous. Get ready, soap fans, because it's time to play the $250 soap pyramid. That's all we can play of the theme song, otherwise we would have to downgrade the prize to the $2.50 pyramid. I'm going to get the clock set here for about a minute. The category is... Okay. Names the same. So just in my head, I'm thinking that it's going to be the same as your name, or at least close to it. So, Brianna, are you ready? Whew. 
Ready. 60 seconds on the clock and go. Uh, the Peanuts character always had the football pulled out from under or from from him. Ah! I don't know. Ah! Okay, we'll stop. Pass. Um, it's a football team from Ohio. Oilers? No. Uh, think of think of a color. Think of a color. Charger. That's your last name. Think of a color. Brown. Yeah. Brown? What's what's Brown. the city? Uh, I don't know. The Godfather of Soul. Uh, I feel good. Do 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 do. Oh my goodness! I'm making a <laughs> mini of myself. I told you. Um, my mind is going blank. How about this one? Um, uh, R&B singer. Uh, um, was uh, alleged to have beaten up Rihanna. Oh, Chris Brown. Yes. Uh, she was on General Hospital. First she was Carly, then she came back as Claudia. Sarah Brown. Yes. Uh, Little Girl Scouts. It sounds like a flat chocolate cake. Brown. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, Cali- the governor of California. Uh, gov- oh, uh, Dan Brown. Brown. <laughs> you know that doesn't count. The first, you need his first name. Uh, Seinfeld. <laughs> I'm so bad with names. No, this is the okay. worst game for me. <laughs> uh, we got time for one more. When is that clock done? It's um, done. <laughs> I was giving you one last chance in the last one. It's tough in 60 seconds, right? Because you know that you only have a little bit of time to try to get through here. It is so... I'm so bad with names. This is so not my strength. But it's good. It's good. It just reminds me that I need to get better with names. Blank. I. E-Y-E. Blank. I. I'm writing down my answer. Blank eye. What is that? I'm confused. It's okay. I'll, I'll, I'll explain it quick. It's um, yeah, and this is a train no, wreck. <laughs> it's actually very funny, believe it or not. Like uh, I'm glad it's funny for you. Oh, if it's that bad, I can take. Okay, I can take blank eye. I can tell you right now, it's not going to be brown. That would be too easy. So don't say brown eye. Just because. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, uh, black eye. That is exactly what I wrote down. Black eye. Yay! <laughs> I don't. We don't have applause, but I'll make the applause. Yes. So I'm very excited. You about have this. redeemed yourself. Uh, but no, there were some other options. There was private eye. Uh, you know, pink eye. I almost wrote down pink eye, but that. I mean, Because you know, a doctor. I was thinking maybe you'd you'd go to pink eye. <laughs> But you thought, I'm going to make it easy for her, so instead of brown, I'll put black. <laughs> no, that wasn't at all. I just figured, oh my gosh, that was exciting. You're talking about... It's thrilling. <laughs> we worked out some of the kinks by the end of the year, and on September 9th, when One Life to Live star Kristen Alderson dropped by the show, she breezed through almost all of the questions in the $250 soap pyramid. Well, except for that one question about her brother. And Kristen... I'm going to put some... It's 60 seconds. Are you ready? Um, Yes. Okay. All right. She is a a Broadway actress. She is blonde. She was in Wicked, I think. Yes. Uh, He plays Matthew on One Life to Live. Um, he's, um, oh my god, Eddie Alderson? <laughs> <laughs> he was, he was one of the Beatles, not, uh, 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 Paul or John, the other one. Ringo Starr. Yes, um, uh, she was in, uh, I think, Twilight. Kristen Stewart. Ooh, good, uh, uh, Jiminy Cricket sings it in Pinocchio. Da, 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 da. When you wish upon a star. Yes, um, oh gosh, uh, she was on, uh, maybe Veronica Mars, I think. Kristen Bell. Wow, you're good. Uh, uh, she's going to be on Dancing with the Stars. Uh, she was Kristen, on MTV. Kristen Cavallari. 
uh, it's the name of the navigation system in cars. Uh, I don't. Uh, I think it's what it is. Uh, Next, skip. <laughs> I don't think there are any more. I think that's the last one. Oh my gosh! I have no idea. That's awesome. You did great. Wow. Whew. Oh, you know what? Over here. On star. Do I get a it's, point? The on star. It is OnStar, yes. Oh, no. Yeah, that's like, yeah, it's, isn't it like, yeah, it's like an emergency. You know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking like the movie Cars, because they have that, <laughs> that Disney movie. I thought it was a character name, so I was like, I have no idea. No idea. Well, it's good oh that God. you're thinking about a Disney movie that all fits into the family synergy. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> that was very good, though. Very impressive, Kristen. Oh, thanks. Welcome. Well, you now have a chance to go, for, I would say double or nothing, but that's not the case. You now have a chance to go and, and win the full $250 amount with our little match game thing to fill in the blank. Okay. <laughs> Sun blank. S-U-N blank. Sun blank. Screen. See, I don't go. I don't go to the beach. That didn't even cross my mind. I came up with sunshine. Oh no! Uh, you know what? That was good though. Here's the here's the good news. You also have won two hundred fifty dollars for the American Red Cross. Woo! Yay! And I think we'll have to check, but I think you may have qualified for so far uh, for the tournament of champions. <gasps> Yay! Good, good, good. The good news, that's the good news. The bad news is the other person who's, who's qualified is Hillary B. Smith. She is amazing. Uh, oh, I, yeah. I, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. She's a little smarty pants. And she's been on the actual show with Dick Clark, so she knows what's going on. She, I, um, love, I love the match game. I, I watched it. I used to watch it all the time with my mom. <laughs> 2011 was a banner year on Soap Central Live as some of the biggest names in daytime television history dropped by Soap Central Live to chat with us. It may not have been as great a year in the actual world of daytime as, of course, ABC announced that two of its long-running daytime soaps, All My Children and One Life to Live, would go off the air. So that would seem to indicate that daytime is a dying genre, right? Well, no, because in 2011, Soap Central Live became the number one most listened to program on the entire Voice America Talk Radio Network. In fact, anywhere between three to 400,000 listeners check out Soap Central Live each and every week. And it's your support that has made Soap Central Live number one. After all, without listeners, there's really no reason to do a show. The show certainly hasn't been a success because of the host. <laughs> Take a listen to some of my less than stellar moments here on Soap Central Live over the past 12 months. Let me welcome Deidre to Soap Central Live. Hi, Dan. How are you? I'm good, Deidre. Thank you so much for taking time out to talk to me today for not only for SoapCentral.com, but also for Soap Central Live. Great, because I'm, I'm grateful that you're helping to get the word out there about the show. Well, you know, it is great to say that you're returning to Days of Our Lives. I'd imagine on your side it also must be great to be able to say that you're returning to the show. <laughs> what you said. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure what I said, but I think we get the point. <laughs> and what was it you said? I'm not. Uh, you know, we're going to go on and <laughs> And then there are some never-before-heard bloopers that have never made the air. You'll understand why when you hear these. 
Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Soap Central Live. I'm your host, Dan Kroll. Why do I sound like a foghorn? <laughs> Dan Kroll. <laughs> what? Hey everybody, welcome to the Dan Kroll. Yes, the Dan Kroll Show. It's all Dan all the time, 24-7. Dan, Dan, Dan. <laughs> wants to hear that. Back in the first of those clips, you heard me talking to Days of Our Lives star Deidre Hall back on our August 5th show, and her co-star, Molly Burnett, appeared on the show twice in 2011, but during her first appearance, way back on February 18th, she and I had this sort of unusual discussion with a whole lot of voices. So, but as far as, as, far as Melanie's future, I think she's just got a really, um, kind of work on finding herself and working on her relationship with her parents and her friends like um so i think that's what she's going to focus on right now and unless you know some some boy comes into town and sweeps her off her feet or somebody that's been there all along um starts looking different we'll get to that some nice boy comes and sweeps her off her feet in one <laughs> second yes all right fair enough uh, so let's get back to this your little seductive voice there with being swept off your feet Oh yes. Obvious. Well, let's be real here. Melanie never really gets swept off her feet. She finds somebody that sh- that rubs her the wrong way, <laughs> and there's a fine line, you know. <laughs> Melanie's not. You know, she's not a damsel in distress. So. Um, yeah, but some of the best soap relationships have started off by being rubbed the wrong way, and then, well, being rubbed the right way later. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Well, look here's the thing. You, if somebody makes you feel anger. You're feeling anger because you care, so there must be something else there, obviously. And now I suppose it's time to get on with the most outrageous moment of 2011 here on Soap Central Live. It happened back on Mother's Day, May 6, 2011, and that cataclysmic event may not have been so earth-shattering for you. But let me just tell you, I am still in therapy as a result of what happened on that show. For the first time ever in broadcast history... Me, my mother, and my grandmother, we'll call her Nana, appeared on the same program. And it seemed like it would be a nice opportunity for the two of them to be able to discuss a little bit about why they love their soaps, particularly Days of Our Lives, which is their current favorite and possibly their all-time favorite. But things slowly went downhill. Here is the most outrageous moment of Soap Central Live 2011. My Nana, in a segment we'll call Shoes. So, Mom, let me ask you, is there someone on the soaps who, you know, you think would have made a good mom? That I would want for a mother? Yeah. Um, no. Well, that's a good answer because we have on the line your real mother. Nana is <laughs> on the line. <laughs> Nana, welcome to Soap Central Live. Hey. So how are you today? I'm just fine. How are you? I'm good. Happy early Mother's Day. We're we're talking about good moms and bad moms on the soaps. So let's find out first, Nana. Let everybody know what soaps do you watch? Well, right now I'm watching, and I always watch Days of Our Lives. Okay. <laughs> Yes, uh, Mom said that it was you that probably got her started watching soaps in the first place. It probably was. Anybody else on days that needs to get what's coming to them? Well, I think, what the heck's his name? The Big Mahath. 
<laughs> the big mouth. I'm not sure. Uh, Stefano? Yes, that's the guy. I can never does... remember him. <laughs> Why does he need to get what's coming to him? What has he ever done? What has he ever done? What hasn't he done? Okay. <laughs> Well, that's, I mean, you're, you're, you're leaving it very vague there. I mean, what has, what has he done that's so bad that well, makes he's, you, uh. He's the one that screwed up Rafe in the first place. Well, Why that's not the, so that's not the me? worst thing that he's ever done. He's done a lot of other stuff. I mean, he, the man's died about eight times and come back each time. So, I mean, he's. I know. Why do they keep bringing him back? <laughs> Apparently to irritate the hell out of you. <laughs> he sure, he sure does. Oh, I, can't, I can't stand that man. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he isn't like that in person. Well, actually, he was on the show a couple of weeks ago, and he's very, very nice. He's very sweet. Uh, well, so it's, I hope it's... so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure uh, anybody in, in real life could be quite that bad, but... Uh... <laughs> Is there anybody other than the Big Mahoff? Is there anybody on Days of Our Lives who you like watching, Nana? Do I like? Do I like watching? Yeah, who who's your favorite character on Days of Our Lives? Oh, a favorite. Um, um. No wait, his name is Daniel, the doctor. Yes, well, obviously it's something about the name, but uh, yes. No, no, I the name hey! doesn't bother me. It's, I think he's a sweetie. Uh, okay, you're having a moment. We need. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mom, you may want to cover your ears. I'm about to cover my ears. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not sure. Okay. So, what about Daniel? What about Daniel? Do you like so much? Oh, he, he's he's a doll. Oh Jesus he's Lord! He's just gorgeous. As the saying goes, he could put my his shoes under my bed anytime. <laughs> know that i have a response for that wow okay uh so i guess you're hoping that he makes house calls but oh gosh what we're gonna do to make house calls i'd be sick all the time (laughs) (laughs) i really like his eyes and alive and that that look that he gives these women he's something boy but he wasn't always a good, uh, good guy. I mean, he he has his moments of stuff. So, but apparently that doesn't bother you. Heck, no. <laughs> All right, we're going to quick. We have another caller on the line. We have Larissa on the line, who is a contributor for Days of Our Lives on SoapCentral.com, and she's going to weigh in on all of the things that you two have been talking about. So, Larissa, <laughs> welcome back to Soap Central Live. Hi, Dan. How are you? I'm fine. Say hello to my nana and my mom. Hi, Nana. Hi, Mom. Hi. Hi. You have excellent taste in soap operas. I just have to tell you both that. Thank <laughs> you. So you may or may not have heard, I don't know if your, your ears started bleeding too, uh, but my Nana wants Daniel to leave her sh- his shoes under her bed anytime he wants. Um, Can I come over to Nana's house too? <laughs> this is a family show. I don't think we talk about that. You you can come to my house anytime. Oh, good. <laughs> Bring Dan with you. Daniel with you. Not we'll my work Daniel, on it. but that soap Daniel. <laughs> we'll work on it. We'll work on it together, okay. Nana. <laughs> wow. 
Well, there you have it. A look at some of the memorable moments from 2011 here on Soap Central Live. I want to thank all of my guests over the past year, everyone who took time out of their schedule to be a part of the show, to talk to us, to remind us all why we're soap fans, and to be a part of our big soap family. Of course, I also want to thank all of you out there who have listened over the past year. And if you've missed any of the shows that we played on today's Highlights show or any other shows that didn't make the cut or even shows from 2010, remember that you can go back and listen to every single episode of Soap Central Live that's ever aired and all the shows that are going to air in the future by going to soapcentral.com radio. You can download them for free, download them to iTunes for free, a whole bunch of different options. You can even listen on your cell phone. Hopefully 2012 will provide just as many memories, just as many laughs, and just as many great moments. We'll find out, I guess, in another year how the year went. So until then, I want to thank you all for listening. Coming up next week, it's two hours of Soap Central Live at our regular time, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. It's a special tribute to One Life to Live. Then at a special time, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, it's a special live show celebrating the premiere of the web series River Ridge. So stay tuned for the continuing saga of Soap Central Live.